Welcome to another episode of Life Almost Without Me, and not only is it another episode, but it's actually a bonus episode. I normally do one a day on Tuesday, despite what the un, the non-updated uh, description on some of the websites that host this podcast. Like I think if you still look at Apple uh, Podcasts, it says I do episodes on Thursday, which is today. Um, I, I, I don't do that. Um, I don't know why it hasn't updated. And then also, I don't know why I haven't updated it. Um, because my producer is me and my editor is me and it's all me. So why am I doing this podcast? Well, multiple reasons. It's September 30th and, uh, I'm about to embark on the, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, sober October. Uh, which means I'm I'm giving up uh, smoking uh, the cheech man the 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 weed uh, the the devil's lettuce I'm taking a break that's all 31 days there, there's actually more I'm doing but that's basically what I'm disclosing um, I'd like to do more workouts etc but um, we'll see what happens there uh, I'm doing it with a couple other people. Uh, some other listeners have said that they're doing it, and that's awesome. Um, I know it's not my thing. I know Joe Rogan and all of them started it. Uh, it's just a fun. I've every time I've done it, I failed, and uh, this year I, I'm I'm declaring that it's not an option. That I will make it all 31 days, and uh, so that's. Basically, today is like my last day. I trust me. I, I've I, I've been indulging. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow cold turkey. Just gonna. I, I have some plans, and and something else has come up that I wanted to discuss. Um, it's jujitsu related. So let me take you down some some story time. Back in the day, I started jujitsu, and I, I think the year was uh, two thousand nine. And, uh, I knew, okay, so I started jujitsu 2009. Um, I started making friends, uh, got to a blue belt in 2000, late 2011. And, um, I had gone, if you listen to like episode, I think nine or I don't remember what episode it is. It's in the library somewhere. I discussed basically going through like some type of, you know, breakup. I just got out of the military. I, I was relatively homeless. I say that, but I was I was lucky enough that someone let me crash at their place. And uh, that, well, there, there's a lot of a mess. And anyways, in that time frame, I met I met this uh, friend um, at the time who I had basically barely seen at the gym. I was like, oh, just some new white belt person and uh she's very very outgoing very like she'd say weird shit um basically everything that i was like i was starting to become a hermit and she was like let's go bar hopping and dance on top of the bar and shit like like very outgoing just crazy she was also going through a breakup so we were both like miserable about it now if we talk about it it's pretty much laughable but you know we were young and stupid and we would just like you know misery loves company and we would just do jujitsu and then just talk about how sad we were and how we're gonna win our exes back and anyways 
so um I, I had my blue belt at the time, and I, I would just train all day and then go home and <laughs> fucking cry and drink nonstop. And um, one of the days when we were rolling, I'm not sure uh, why these pictures were taken. They were just they just happened to be taken, and they're just, it's just pictures of me um, on a, like a technical mount on her because she she was a she was a newer white belt, and I was you know. Going on my, I'm the best fucking blue belt that's ever lived. I'm, I'm 22, 23, maybe 24, 20, 23. And um, jiu is all I lived for. Anyway, so the pictures are there, and I've just been talking shit, like, because she's a good friend. And uh, she's actually what got me back to doing jujitsu because since then, Cameron, Cameron Willow Bryant has uh continued doing jujitsu basically nonstop, you know, you know, pending the injuries and all that shit. And uh now she's a brown belt. And I'm still, you know, the same rather worse blue belt <laughs> that was in two thousand uh eleven. So I've been talking my shit and cause she got me back into jujitsu because she happens to know uh the owners of uh Taurus Jiu Jitsu here in Spring, Texas. And she basically is like, Hey, you know, Mike and Maggie, they just opened a gym like right next to your house. And I was like, I don't know who those people are, but all right. It's you sound enthusiastic about their existence so i went and checked it out i was like this is cool there's, there's a bunch of people in here that keep saying like it's like a family so i was like all right well gave it a shot and you know i started in april um now it's fucking september 30th and uh my progression just in that time frame is always it's to me it's monumental but to someone else it's probably like bruh so you figure it out the, the positions of guard. No, but so, so I've just been talking shit. And since I haven't seen her since then, like we've just always been friends from a distance. Um, I've just been talking my shit. And she says that I have to say that I challenged her, but I think she's been talking her shit too, acting like my blue belt's just some trash belt. Cause you know she kept doing it, and now she's she's a oh my god she's a Shanji Hibero blue belt or wait brown belt shit sorry, um, but uh, I just remember her as the five stripe white belt. So like it's not like that. That's where I'm at. I'm still in the past. So she says I'm challenging her. I think it's a little bit of both. She's been talking to her shit, and also I want her to start her podcast because she's kind of like a she's a fucking weird eccentric human being like she really is she's she's oh like fuck she wanted to be an actor at one point and i'm not talking shit cameron but like i've seen your commercials and they were actually pretty good and uh she's gone through a lot i thought she lived in fucking canada turns out she just lived in ohio and uh it really goes to show you that i don't know much about geography and uh also i don't listen to my friends much but, uh, yeah, she's a brown belt. And I just want to declare on this episode that I'm going to, like, whenever we meet, we're going to have to have a super fight where this brown belt is going to, I'm going to try and beat up on this girl, y'all. And uh, I, I think that um, she's like, no one's going to believe. You're delusional. No one's going to believe 
that you can possibly beat me. I'm a brown belt, you know. And uh, I'm not going to lie, that's starting to bother me because I remember beating her. And yeah, sure, she's gotten better. Yeah, yeah, I respect her belt. And yeah, she's my friend. But I got to win, guys. Even if it's a moral victory, even if I just <laughs> stall out for five minutes, I'm going to win. And uh, she, she hasn't put any metric to how we win, but she also says she's going to take my family and that uh, my wife and kid are going to have to call her daddy. And I thought that was kind of fucked up, guys. I thought we were just putting our pride on the line here. I didn't know I was going to lose my family over this. What the hell am I supposed to tell Lisa when she gets home? Be like, hey, pack your shit. Uh, actually, I'm packing my stuff. Cameron's moving in. She's going to be sleeping next to you, actually. This is some weird form of uh, <laughs> vengeance. Um, so, yeah, she's up to stakes quite a bit. I don't know where the super fight will be held. It'd be cool if it was at Taurus Jiu-Jitsu. I'm going to talk shit the whole time. I'm going to have people believing I'm going to win, like Connor versus Mayweather. People really thought, like, oh, Connor stands a chance. But um, but I do stand a chance, and I'm declaring it now, September 30th, 2021, as the stock market has really shitty returns, and uh, it makes me pull my hair out, and I declare being sober in a couple hours. Um, I'm going to record another episode tomorrow, also to see how this is all going. That way this is nice and short, and it's going to be like a two-part episode and in one, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's what's happening today um, that I've figured out is going to happen. Um, there might be merch coming to you or at least on sale or pre-sale by the end of October. Hint, hint. So I know money's tight, but if you have it in your heart, start saving so you can buy Life Almost Without Me merch to support me <laughs> i don't ask for much literally i've never asked for much other than like some subscriptions and likes and blah 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 um but when people ask me hey you've been doing the podcast for a while does it make money and i just change the subject to like i don't have pockets and they're like what and i'm like I, I don't know moving on so uh september 30th uh tomorrow i will write or fucking talk to you guys about how i'm feeling on my first day of sobriety see y'all later okay so i actually intended to record this is uh the future hugo um <laughs> i actually intended to record uh this over two days but i was just like i could just keep talking and then i just wanted to talk about who the hell i was gonna beat up so here's that guys sorry that i said i was gonna do that hey you guys won't notice here's me you know it, it just occurred to me that i haven't spoken on uh a couple things. I, I just wanted to share something. Some some backstory about uh, this brown belt that I'm going to whoop up on is uh, back in the very end of 2011. Um, like I said, I, I was I was homeless. Like I had a place to stay, but it, it really wasn't my place in any way, shape, or form. And I, I was fortunate that I was able to stay there. Um. I had lost basically all of my Navy friends because we were all mutually friends with this person and, um, you know, I, I had done the wrong thing. So, and, uh, 
I was going through all that and I was going through like nothing was working in my life as it was uh like literally nothing and um all, all I had was just jujitsu. I would do some CrossFit and I'd come home and um, I, I would kind of just drink myself to sleep all the time. And uh, while going through this, Cameron was uh, also going through her own fucking disaster. And uh, people were always, um, for some, I don't re- even remember how we became friends. Like, it was just like, I can see that you're having a shit lifetime right now, and I'm having a shit time, and we would just we'd just be like, hey, do you want to go get, like, I think we went to Taco, yeah, we, I did, we went to Taco Bell for some Frutistas back in the, and this is in the middle of Virginia winter, and um, my car didn't have heater, and we're... <laughs> We're just sitting in it and we would just talk about how shitty our breakups are going and how much, you know, we wish they weren't happening, et cetera. You know, know, typical young age, the world's over when you go through a breakup. Um, I'm I'm sure older people feel that way, too. Um, And we would just talk about like, like the dumbest shit, like, hey, we should. uh," I remember uh, this is here. I'm just going to since I have zero self-preservation, I'm just going to explain one of my ideas to get back my ex, like, ah, like for whatever I was going through the, just everything was just crumbling around me. And so when the one thing that was kind of working out, which was my relationship ended abruptly and, and horrifically, um, I just wanted to fix it all, fix it all because I, I just, I had nothing like literally every, every, like my car was done. My, uh, nothing worked in my car. I, the only thing I had was like my, my physical health and then my mental health was in disarray and, uh, I'm drinking so heavily every, like I'm, I'm talking like an entire bottle of like sky vodka in, in one sitting, like, just chugging it and then my roommate would just sit on the other side of the door and be like I don't think he's gonna make it tonight and I'm not entirely sure what I'm supposed to be doing like it it was it was crazy time and uh, for whatever reason someone else going through something similar was uplifting to me because I was like oh shit I have a friend um like I, I would come to the to the gym, the jujitsu gym. It was actually called Hybrid Training Center at the time, and uh, I remember, um, like my my jujitsu buddies. Like I would walk up to them, my my little crew. Um, we all kind of got our blue belts at the same time. Um, would basically be like, "Here comes Eeyore," and like like I I was just sad. Like, I would grapple, and, like, if you had me in mount, it probably felt a little disheartening to be, like, I'm just beating up a sad guy right now. And, um, you know, most of the time, jujitsu would snap me out of that because, you know, you don't want to get choked out. Um, and a lot of times, like, people would be, like, hey, can you just give it your best while you're here at least? And, and like, it sounds kind of, it's pretty depressing, but... And, and then Cameron, I remember one time, like, 
like I was about to move away to Florida. I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to live near my kid and just hope life works out for me. And I had to get out of Virginia type of thing. Um, and a lot of people helped me out when I was in Virginia. I'm, I'm not saying they didn't. Um, Jiu-Jitsu and CrossFit were actually a huge part of it. And um, a lot of my friends there, like I had a guy, I had a friend like a week into the, the lowest point of my life call me saying, hey, I have a gun and I just want you to know that I, I, I care about you and that you've always been good to me. And uh, I, I it was Thanksgiving too. It was Thanksgiving. I remember it perfectly. He's like, hey, I think I'm going to, I think it's it for me, man. And I had to like basically just run and get my keys and just be like, can you just, I was like, buddy, can you just stay on the phone with me? Can you just talk to me? And yeah, I'm coming, but like, we no, you can't do it. And and I I, I often forget that this happened. And I remember being like, he's got a gun and he's in Hickory, fucking Virginia, which is basically North Carolina. It's like right at the border and or something. Um, and I get there, and, and it's just like he said. He 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 has the gun. Like, it's a pretty nice revolver. If I'm, not a revolver. It was a pretty nice handgun, if I'm being honest. Um, it's just sitting on his lap. And, you know, I had talking, talking. I'd spoken with him on the phone for roughly 40 minutes. And uh, when I got there, he, uh, I was like, hey, I'm here. So, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in. And uh, let's just talk. And uh, I remember being kind of scared because I was like, I can't hang up with him because I, I, I just don't trust it. And I want him to know that I got him and, and like this is not going to work out. So uh, I remember getting there and being and he was like, he offered me a beer and I was like, yeah, I'll take one, man. And uh, I don't know if it's the best idea, but fuck it. Like, like it seems like I'm going to be sitting here for a while. And uh, we had a long talk that night. And I, I called one of his other buddies that I liked as well. And I was like, hey, man, you know, Artie's having a hard time. Uh, whatever you're doing, it needs to stop. Come on over. And uh, eventually, like, like, Artie was just like, he, like, got up to go pee. And it was like, dude, take the gun, take the gun. And we grabbed it. I remember like, what do we do with the gun now? Like, we obviously can't take it. And we're like, just fucking hide it from him. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the next morning we're all waking up, kind of hung over. Artie's feeling the shame of what happened last night. And uh, after a lot of talk and discussing with, like, family members and shit, like I, I went back to my house and then I had to go do jujitsu and uh, deal with my life because it's fucking feeling just like his. I get what he's feeling. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even know why I really told him not to do it. I feel exactly how he feels. But um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm, everything's crumbling. I, I'm dealing with suicide from people who are actually pulling the trigger. And then now one of my closer friends who let me stay with him for a little bit um, was at moments away or call for help, whatever you want to say. And um, I'm not even like thinking in my head that I need help myself. Um, and, and 
thankfully, like you meet friendships that kind of keep you going in life. And, and Cameron was always one of those people. Like, I remember I was like, hey, I'm going to move. And then like uh, the day beforehand, like it was like my last jujitsu at hybrid training center. Um, and I remember like I was literally mopping the floors like and it was just me at the gym. Like everyone else was downstairs. It was a fancy gym, had two floors. And uh, I'm cleaning the mats, and like I, I'm not gonna lie, I, some tears escaped these eyes. And um, because I had a lot of respect, like this, where I've only done jujitsu at basically, and uh, I was leaving it. Um, and you know, I said bye to everyone, and it was a great time. And I went home like I normally would. I don't fucking go out and do shit. And uh, I get home and. You know, I shower and whatever. I'm, all my shit's packed. And, and Cameron's like, hey, yo, homie, I'm on my way. And I'm like, for what? She's like, bro, we got to go out. It's it's your last it's your last uh, hurrah. And I was like, "Um, can we not? I remember, like, almost I begged to not go because I don't like that. It's weird. And um, she gets me. I, I looked like a, a hobo when I went out that night. And... Uh, I think we went to two bars and like, I remember it had just been one actually. It, it was more like a sports bar. And uh, ev- like all, all the people I personally liked for the most part were there at the jujitsu um, from my jujitsu gym. And like, like, like Dave, a um, couple of my coaches. And I remember thinking like, hey, I was like, oh shit, you guys are all here. And then, and then they're like, yeah, we're here for you, man. You're leaving. Like, and, and like everyone was buying me drinks. And at the time, I fucking loved drinking. And uh, she dropped me off and gave me a big hug and was like, I love you, you fucking smelly kid. And good luck in Florida. And, and that, that was it. And I remember being in my room that night, like, like – <laughs> There's no secret that crying and me kind of come together. And uh, I remember thinking, like, fuck, like, I'm leaving Virginia, but this is what I'm leaving, really. Um, and I still have a lot of friends to this day um, from the jiu-jitsu community that I still talk to. Um, a few of them are now all black belts. Um, that's why I know she's not going to beat me. She isn't a black belt yet. I got this shit. <laughs> But no, I just wanted to give that shout out to her because, you know, I, I she has kind of started me going back to jujitsu. Now Lisa loves jujitsu. Noah's getting the jujitsu bug. And um, despite everything, you know, it's been one of those good friendships that have gone a long time. And uh, I've always wanted her to start her own podcast or at least be on this podcast multiple times because she is very enjoyable to talk to and very weird, too, in a lot of ways. But no, so shout out to her and all that bullshit. Um, yeah, this has been an interesting episode of Life Almost Without Me. It's kind of a bonus episode. Uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys because Sober October is coming, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna win. And yeah, that's it. I'm not recording another episode um, for this topic. So yeah, see you guys later. <laughs>